Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to this first episode of the Righty V Righty podcast, produced by myself, John Moore. It is a pleasure to be with you on this Sunday, or whenever you are possibly listening to this episode. I'm recording it on a Sunday, so I'll say that it's a pleasure to be recording or talking to you on this Sunday afternoon. We have a lot to discuss on this somewhat quiet week in Major League Baseball, but first I'm going to start off with um, acknowledging everything that's going around in our country. Obviously, our job here at Board and Boozy is to not into is to not get into politics, but of course it's been a sad week and it's been a stressful week for others. I mean, we have the virus going around. We have protests in every city, looting, and unfortunately this is what our country is like in 2020. That doesn't mean, however, that we can change because my my uh, my goal is to help change the world and I have the opportunity to do so considering that I'm a young person and I've been having multiple conversations with a few of my friends who are from different backgrounds, different races, different genders and such, and one thing that we can all agree on is that we need to spread positivity, because especially with the virus going around, if we just think about you know, how the past few weeks have been going um, with the virus and everything, um, everyone's scared, everyone's stressed out, but we can't live our lives in fear. We can't live the rest of our lives in fear. We need to spread positivity, and that is my message for today. Now, I'm going to take this time to introduce myself, because a lot of you may not actually know who I am. Like I said, my name is John Moore, and I'm a writer here at Borden Boozy, and I currently attend Western Carolina University, located in the beautiful Appalachian Mountains, I'm assuming, um, Smoky Mountains, Blue Ridge Mountains, I think Blue Ridge Mountains, but located in beautiful Cullowee, North Carolina, and at WCU, I'm currently a rising sophomore, majoring in sport management with a minor in communications. Now, it was communications about, I'd say, the start of this spring semester, but I decided to change it because... As a journalist, you may know that you don't get paid a lot, so I thought it would be a better idea to do sport management and communications so that I can have some more experience in the sports field. My dream has always been to work for a sports team, and that's what I hope to do in the near future. I know that at Western, I can do internships with our minor league team that's in Asheville, and I've heard that it's going, or that they've do a really good job with it, so I'm really excited to start internships soon. But um, in terms of baseball, I played all throughout high school, and I actually played for my school's D2 club team, where I will be the president of the squad next year. Other than that, I'm a huge, huge, huge baseball connoisseur and consistently pull for my Atlanta Braves. I've been to multiple games at both the Turner Field, the old yeah, the old stadium Turner Field and now Truist Park and I personally can say that Truist is just 
way better. I mean, in terms of atmosphere, in terms of beauty, in terms of location, it has everything that you can imagine, and it truly makes for a good baseball experience. That's all you have to know about me, outside of the fact that you should follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not that really political, or I don't really get into politics a lot, so there's that. But um, both of those, you can find me at John underscore more 21. And now it's time to get the show on the road. So to start this first segment, I'm going to talk about MLB and these just fantastic owners. I mean, you couldn't have asked for more from, like, teams in general. I mean, it's early June, and we still don't have baseball yet. Inside, I'm crying, but on the outside, I'm just trying my best to let the situation just take place. So ever since mid-May, the owners in the MLBPA have been debating back and forth, unless you've been, you know, living under a rock, um, to whether or not they actually want to play and how the salaries are going to look. The MLBPA has produced some interesting offers and especially like the 114 game season that they proposed last week which I'm all for but unfortunately it was rejected and it shows the amount of greed that baseball officials hold deep down inside so this is how I've interpreted the entire situation from my point of view MLB owners want to make money somehow throughout this pandemic shortened season And with more games, they feel as if they'd be losing money altogether. More of the revenue would go towards the actual players for their salary, while the teams would end up suffering, but not a lot. Just a tiny bit, surprisingly enough. And this shows that the owners, once again, desperately want to make more money than the players, and it's not even funny. It's just downright disrespectful at this point in time. It shows the reality of Major League Baseball and how it's starting to be a, become a joke to everyone. And I believe they need to pull out a season some way or else this sport is going downhill in terms of reviews, in terms of fans, in terms of fan bases for the most part. But luckily the MLB and Commissioner Manfred put together a solution if the sides don't want to agree to any deal. And that would be a 50-60 to 60 game season with expanded playoffs, and that is still in discussion as of now. To the owners, this will be a sigh of relief, though, because although a shorter season will be played, a lot of the revenue will come throughout the entirety of the postseason from advertisements. However, that is if your team does make the postseason in the first place. I can tell you straight up that I will be paying for MLB TV and watching every single game of the playoffs regardless of what the playoff picture looks and regardless of what the season looks altogether. Now, to players, it's likely that they'll have mixed opinions on this proposal, obviously. Um, Some may love it, thanking Manfred and crew for stepping in, and others may hate it altogether. They may not see it as a normal season, and of course, an asterisk will be placed right next to their name on the season's champion, just like the 2017 Houston Astros, but at least they're getting paid to play the 
the sport that they love. Okay, I'll stop with the asterisk jokes. To fans, though, they need to buy on this idea this instant, according to myself, obviously. At least they'll get some baseball back. And it's way better than if we weren't playing any games at all. In fact, this will make the games more competitive, giving a true reason to watch them in the first place since every game will have to count. Ah, I can't wait for this season to start. In terms of the timeline, I have no clue when this imposed season by Commissioner Manfred will start. I mean, it's obvious that a lot of people wanted the season to start around the 4th of July, but that's not going to end up happening because it's literally, what's today? June 7th, and we still have nothing. So it's going to take over a month and a half, I'd say, to get everyone back to their markets, back to reality, and back to playing meaningful baseball. Um, Also, although no one will be at the games, it'll be aesthetically pleasing to hear baseball hit a wooden bat anymore, or again, on U.S. soil. It'll be a glorious time to see not only baseball, not only basketball, not only hockey, not only NFL, but college football, all five of those on at the same time. Now, usually, this only happens during one part of the season. Or wait, actually, no, this has never happened ever before because if you think about it, MLB only plays in the spring, so from March to October, NBA only plays from October to June, NHL September to June, NFL September to what, August I'd say? Or no, well, NFL not September to August, wow, that was terrible. NFL September to February, and college football is September to January, okay? So, realistically, I don't think these sports have ever been played at the same time. Unless MLB is in the post, or is M, wait, unless MLB is in the World Series, the NBA is in the preseason, the NHL is in the regular season, the NFL is in the regular season, college football is in the regular season. Alright, so let's say that is the scenario, but anyway, just to sum it up, it's going to be a great time to be, be a sports fan. I know this podcast, we only focus on MLB, but I love watching college football. So I hope that this dream comes to reality and, of course, that my Braves can make the playoffs. And as of June 7th, that's literally all I ask for at this point. But if the season ends up going in the dumps, however, a big shout-out goes to the MLB owners, though, for being absolutely greedy and selfish. They were the ones that started this chaos, and they tried to frame the Players Association for the mayhem. So transitioning into the second segment, let's discuss this imposed Rob Manfred season and what this could potentially look like from a theoretical perspective. Now, this is my own perspective, so don't Quote me, don't 
think, oh, if he says this, he must be right. And, oh, baseball could be back as soon as July 4th. No, this is what I am predicting as of today. So if I would have to take a guess on this theoretical 2020 season, I would say the teams would play each other's divisional foes. Now, what exactly would this look like for a 50-game season, you may ask? Well, for my Braves, they would only play the Mets, the Nats, the Phillies, and Marlins for a total of 50 games, and that would determine the division winner. Although this may be boring to some from a scheduler's point of view, if the Braves were to play two series against the Mets, Nats, Phillies, and Marlins... They would only play around 24 to 27 games altogether, and personally, I believe that this isn't enough. I think that the Braves need to play every other NL East team around 10 to 12 times, which totals to around the 40 to 50 area. Now, why should we stick to this divisional season, divisional type season? So following these regional procedures, teams will be able to stay within their markets for the most part, making the games more meaningful. And this means less travel across the country, which will be good for the players, and potentially more days off for players, which is also good for the players. And guess what? Yes, you heard me right when I say this. All 30 teams will be in the hunt for the playoffs. Yes, that does include the Marlins, because the Marlins have been completely awful, but... This season, this is their chance right here, okay? You know, Miami has been a dump ever since Jose Fernandez ended up tragically dying. But if they could just play ball like they have been, or just, well, not like they have been, but even better than they've been. I know that their roster is really thin. They could potentially make one of the wild card teams, So, if I were Rob Manfred, I'd start the season on July 31st. I know, I know, some of of you diehards really want to see the season start on the 4th of July. But this will give officials time to test players, have players return to their home markets, and do a modified spring training, or as I would like to say, a quote-unquote test run. I mean, obviously you want to make sure that it works beforehand, right? You just don't want to dive into something and find out that it doesn't work just days in. So, yes, I'd start the season on July 31st and have it run through August and early September. Start the postseason late September and finish mid-October before the second round of the virus begins. And that's what I predict it will look like. But don't quote me on that, like I said earlier. Now, let's get down to some predictions on the season and for the playoffs. Moving into the segment, I'm going to name each division, tell you the winner, and why they're most likely to win in comparison to the other four. Now, following that, I'll set up my projected playoff bracket, predict those games as well, and lastly, I'll name my 2020 World Series champion. So let's go. For the AL East, I have the Yankees. Now, let's say... We are going to play 50 games, all right? I believe the Yankees will go 40-10 and 10 and win their division. The Yankees have just been doing 
great. They've been hitting on all cylinders. It's just they need to get past the ALCS and the stupid Houston asterisks, okay? I believe they have the pitching staff to win 40 games. They have the roster to win 40 games. They have the depth to win 40 games. And they also have the minor leagues, or the uh, the roster, I'd say, the young roster, to win 40 games. So that's my reasoning. If they lose 10 games or less, then that wouldn't surprise me at all because they're a really good ball club, and they'll be playing at Yankee Stadium uh, against their divisional foes. And, I mean, the only other good team in the AL East is the Rays at this point. I mean, the Red Sox could be good. Who knows? The Red Sox are actually in my predicted playoff bracket. So uh, let's move on to the next division with the Twins. Now, the Twins have made a few trades this offseason. Um, they got Kenta Maeda to help with the rotation, and they're just getting better. I mean, Jose Barrios, they have Byron Buxton, a lot of good key assets to their team, and I'll see, I see them going 35-15. and 15. And honestly, I could see them going better than that. Maybe up to 40 and 10 as well. But it just depends on how the other teams are looking in the AL Central. Like the White Sox, for example. Moving on to the AL West, unfortunately, we have to throw in the Astros there. I mean, they're like the only good team in the division outside the Athletics. So I think they'll go 35 and 15 and hang around that spot. Um... Honestly, they won't. Or honestly, I think they'll go that uh, or stay that uh, way in terms of the record, just because they aren't cheating this time. So they'll actually be playing real ball for once. But uh, yeah, so those are my three winners: the Yankees, Twins, and Astros. The Yankees will have the one seed. Twins will have the second seed. Astros will have the third seed. Now, with this expanded season, or sorry, the expanded playoffs. There are going to be four wild card teams, okay? And the wild card teams are, for my predicted playoffs for the American League, the number one seed will be the Rays, and they'll finish only five games behind the Yankees. Now, the Rays, although they're on a low budget, like the Athletics, who are actually my number two ranked team, or two seeded team for the wild card, they have a lot of potential coming up, and they acquired Jose Martinez from the Cardinals to help with their outfield and their rotation is looking good with openers and Blake Snell so I'll see I could see them making the wild card again even if we have just a regular postseason or the expanded postseason as I mentioned before the second seed for our wild or for my wild card prediction is the Oakland Athletics now I believe that they'll finish only two games behind Houston However, I could see them winning the division as well. They have the lineup as well. They have the heavy hitters. They have depth. They have pitching. Sean Manaya. this may be his last year in a Oakland A's uniform, perhaps. But I could see the A's making a move for the playoffs and possibly winning the division. Moving into my third seed, for the wild card will be the Chicago White Sox. Now, I believe that the White Sox have produced a lot of trades, or have made a lot of trades, have produced a lot of good prospects in the minor leagues, 
and they have a lot of potential to sneak in to the wild card and cause some chaos and uh, commotion with the Minnesota Twins. But the White Sox will finish just three games from or games behind Minnesota. It won't be anything big. Uh, I could see them winning the division as well. They have good pitching staff. They have Edwin Encarnacion, I believe. Um, a lot of heavy hitters, Jose Abreu, uh, Tim Anderson. They'll be stacked and they'll be ready. So watch out for the White Sox this season because it's, it's most likely... or Wow. It's likely that we could see them in the playoffs. Lastly, for my last team in the American League wild card will be the Boston Red Sox. And it, this is kind of like a toss-up, honestly. I didn't even know who could be or who would be selected for this last spot. But the Red Sox will try to get back on track after having a disappointing 2019 season following their 2018 World Series. Now, of course, in the 2018 World Series, they were cheating as well, like the Astros. But let's not uh, take this moment to bash on the Red Sox, okay? They have a nice lineup, okay? They have young guys. I mean, honestly, I couldn't really name one right now, but um, they just took a step back last year. They were just tried to rebuild, tried to regroup after losing a few of their key assets from the postseason. And don't blame them at all. I feel like they could make a run for the wild card, but there's no way they're catching up to the Yankees and the Rays this year. I'm sorry. So that's my American League predictions. And now let's move to the National League. So for the NL East, I have the Nationals winning the division as Braves fan. I've been playing MLB The Show a lot ever since the quarantine started, and we just don't have as good as a lineup as the Nationals. So they're going to win the division this uh, season, and I think they'll win around 35 games in the 50-game season. Um, it could be less. Honestly, when I was thinking about uh, putting either the Nationals or Braves and what their projected records would be, I thought that the Nationals would only win but between 30 games and the Braves would win between 30 games. So I I just flipped a coin and Nationals, I believe, were uh, key contenders to win the division. For the NL Central, I'd say Brewers. Uh, they'll be getting Christian Yelich back. They lost Eric Thames, though, so who knows what could be uh, – or who knows what the Brewers will look like. Obviously, the Cardinals will be up there as well, but I say Brewers for NL Central. And lastly, it's no surprise that the Dodgers are going to win the NL West, okay? Um, I projected their record as well, and I believe that they're going to go 45-5 and in the 50-game season. There's no way that they're losing less than, t or sorry, more than 10 games. It's not possible with the rotation that they have and with their lineup just stacked, Okay. Talk about a rotation like this. You have David Price, Clayton Kershaw, and Walker Bueller. That's your top three right there, okay? And then your lineup is even stacked, like more stacked than your rotation, okay? Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger, uh, 
I guess I I'm not sure if AJ Pollock is there. I think he's still there, but Mookie Betts, fantastic player. They are just going to sweep or wipe everyone off the floor. And they're just going to, if that's even a saying, I'm not even sure what I'm talking about right now. But the Dodgers definitely have the potential to win the division and they may make it to the World Series. Now I'm going to get to the wild card teams that I have, the four wild card teams, but I'm going to go through it really quickly. Um, The Braves, let's see, I have the Braves finishing as the number one wild card with only four games behind the Nats. Um... Obviously a step back, but uh, we lost a few key players. Um, our rotation isn't that good, and I'd be surprised if we actually finished better than the Nats this year. Uh, Cardinals will finish in the second wild card, and they'll be one game behind from Milwaukee. Either uh, either way, I can see the Cardinals or the Brewers winning the division, and one of those will be the division winner, and one of them will be the wild card team. For our third wild card team, I have the Phillies. Obviously, they didn't make the playoffs this year, and I don't want to hear or talk about Bryce Harper anymore. So they're going to finish eight games behind Washington, four games behind the Braves, and they'll have the third seed in the wild card. And lastly, this is like pure gas right here, but the D-backs will make the last wild card. They have a really good roster. Cattell Marte is starting to become a beast. And he's really young, too. I think he's like 25, 24, something like that. Great future for that kid. And they'll finish 20 games back from LAD and still make the playoffs. Moving on on to my brackets. This is where it starts to get tricky because I can't really explain this to you since I, like, typed it up. But I'll try my best to explain it right now. So here's what we have, Okay. The wild card will look like will look something like this, okay? So, or the playoffs, my bad. The one seed automatically makes it to the best of seven round, which will be the ALCS, okay? Or, sorry, the ALDS, my bad. Um, wait, no, that's not ALCS. Yeah, they'll make it to the, the semifinal round for the American League, okay? And those will be best of seven games, so the Yankees automatically make it. They'll play the winner of Minnesota, which is the two seed, and Boston, which is the seven seed, in a best of five series, okay? So, the best of five series, that's the quarterfinals, I believe. It's There's four rounds, okay? The first round is a wild card. Tampa Bay versus Oakland and Houston versus the Chicago White Sox. The, win- the winners of those will advance to the best of five round. And that's where Minnesota and Boston will play. And that's where I believe Oakland and the White Sox will play in the best of five round. And I believe that the White Sox will advance to the best of seven round. And Minnesota will advance to play the one seed, the Yankees. And in the best of seven, I have the White Sox playing up against Minnesota after they beat the Yankees. And Minnesota will make it to the World Series. Now, in my National League bracket, it's kind of different. Um, I'm just going to skip to the quarterfinals. So we have Atlanta versus Philadelphia and then Washington and Arizona. I think Washington will uh, end up winning the series and will play in a best of seven against the Dodgers. And then Braves and the Phillies, obviously i got to go with the Braves, okay? 
Braves will make it to the best of seven and play the winner of Washington and LAD for the American League Championship Series, or sorry, National League Championship Series, and the Dodgers will make it to the NLDS, or sorry, NLCS against the Braves. I know I've made a lot of errors in this podcast, but please bear with me. Atlanta and LAD will play in the NLCS, and the White Sox and the Twins will play in the ALCS, and I believe there will be Twins versus Dodgers in the World Series, and the Dodgers will finally get their ring. They deserve it. With all the years that they've spent trying to make the playoffs since like 2013 when they acquired Adrian Gonzalez and Hanley Ramirez and that big trade with the Red Sox, it's been a long seven years for them, and it will finally pay off. So that's my podcast for today. Um, this will wrap it up. I know it was, it went all over the place, okay? Um, I know I didn't really explain that last segment the best because of um, the brackets, but I will include a picture of it so we can show you what exactly I meant because I explained it terribly. Um, but anyway, thank you for joining this podcast and checking out my show. We're going to have an, another show every Friday, I believe, every every week, pretty much. So this will be the one posted the week of, what, the week of June 8th. Make sure to stay tuned for the show next week, coming to you next Monday on June 15th. Have a good rest of your day, and as always... Spread positivity.